You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Here's your host, editor and chief of dailyturismo.com, Vince, and co-founder, Chris. Hello and welcome to the Daily Turismo Radio Show. Broadcasting from scenic Gardena, California, commonly known as the City of Opportunity, where anyone can be mayor or go to jail, sometimes simultaneously. We have a fantastic show for you today. A special guest in the studio. We're going to do a 10-second car review, technology corner. We have questions from the audience, final lap. It's just really, really good stuff. Uh, but Better first, than the normal dribble that we put out. <laughs> That's right, Chris. Better than the stuff we normally do. But first, let me introduce some of the other handsome folks in the studio today. Uh, on my left is, is co-host Seaflow who rode here s very slowly in a Volvo today. That is not, not true. Normally that would be true, but this time I actually drove here uh, vivaciously in a BMW 2002. So I'll have you... I think I can hear I'll the, that the oil record. leaking outside, yes. It's not a BMW if it's not leaking oil. <laughs> <laughs> and next we have producer Ben, who today is wearing pants because we, have a, we have a lady guest oh. who has to wear pants today, uh, um, which brings me to our decency. special guest star, Sarah Fairfield. Uh, Sarah is a professional stunt driver, an accomplished $500 um, car racer, uh, founding member of the uh, legendary Eyesore Racing Team. Legendary. Legendary, yes. And a um, minesweeper phenom. So, Sarah, thanks for joining us today. And my first question for you is, why don't you like vegetables on pizza? It's a texture thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> what she said. That's <laughs> um, I have a question. All vegetables? I mean, I like mushrooms on pizza, but any other vegetable? No, absolutely not. Mushrooms are neither plants nor animals. They're fungi. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so am I. <laughs> I'm a fungi. We like to have fun here. I won't dispute you. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, um, the thing on everyone's mind is this whole stunt driving. We said, uh, you know, we we. On the website, we, we put up that we're going to have a professional stunt driver um, in, our, in our studio today. So um, tell us a little bit about um, stunt driving. W what does that mean? Well, it means that you are really good at controlling a car on camera. On camera. So, so you're doing this in front of, in front of live audiences? No, you're, you're recording commercials. Uh, it, it depends. It varies. There's stunt drivers, I guess, would typically be doing movies more of the uh exciting slide around in front of the camera car chase type things movies and tv and then commercials maybe a little bit of sliding around in front of the camera but a lot of just driving driving around on the street following a camera car at about 20 miles an hour which you might call more precision driving than stunt driving but in the industry it's kind of one or the other you just say stunt driver. <laughs> it sounds more impressive, right? You know, like like yeah, definitely. picture. I imagine like fire explosions and jumps and stuff. So, if you just tell people that that's what you do, then you know it's impressive. Right? People like to ask, "Have you ever flipped a car?" Then no. On purpose or? Well, somebody did. Was it you? It was me. Okay, so yes, you have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they mean in, in in the context of stunt driving. Right, right. Wait. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Keep the keep the greasy side down, right? That's what they yeah. say. Yes. But what if both sides are greasy? In the case of lemons, it's quite common. Yeah, yeah then you get confused, or right? It's understandable, you know. Or if you own an Italian car. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is, is there such thing, Sarah, as a uh, stunt driving school? And if so, did you uh, attend one? Yes, there's a couple of different stunt driving schools. And I went to the Rick Seaman Stunt Driving School, <laughs> or Motion <Sorry>. Picture <laughs> Driving <laughs> Clinic, as he also calls it. Nice. Sorry, Rick. <laughs> Rick has a funny name. It's okay. Yes, if we chuckle he a little does. Bit. I'm sure he probably has heard that one before, right? Right. No, never. Right. Never, never. <coughs> it's very nautical. Rick Seaman. He's a very cool guy, actually. Very cool guy. I think you'd have to be, right? He, to, to put up with a name like that well, for and, your whole and life? Well, to teach people how to awesome stuff in cars and right? that yeah. yeah so what did you what did you learn specifically oh, i learned all sorts of cool stuff it was probably one of the best five day stretches of my life i would say oh. wow so um we, we won't tell your husband about that 
you learn a lot in five days, a ton of stuff in five days. But it's good to have a, a foundation as well as learn how to drift and... You need to have a basic uh, portfolio of skills before you go do that, right? Yeah, and it's really helpful to understand the basics of car handling and understeer and oversteer. And they do teach you that at the school, but if you'd never heard it before going to the school, it would sort of be a little wild. You learn a huge variety of tricks using the e-brake. And these include everything from 90-degree drift turns to a 90 degree slide, a 180 degree, 270, 360, reverse 360. Whoa. That one's hard. <laughs> Starting in reverse and ending in reverse? Yes. Yeah. Um, you drive in formation. You learn timing with, for car chase scenes. Uh, a little bit of like 45 degree sliding. You learn high speed reverse stuff. You learn head on driving. So like, all the stuff that, like, say, your average uh, suburban Mercedes driver is going to do just every day on the way to, to work. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's the I, – I always enjoyed watching those, like, Merce Mercedes is the one where it's, like, they have commercials, and they're trying to show the sporty side as if they're BMW. And they've got these, like, a C-class Mercedes, which we all know has an open diff and undefeatable traction control. And there's this dude, and he's all, like, you know, or, or lady, and, and they're all, like, handsome, and their hair's all slicked back, and they're, like, drifting – in this Mercedes through this like urban setting. I think that was Reese Millen. <laughs> well, maybe it was, but it was, um, he could drift anything. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he could drift a Mercedes with an open diff and, and, you know, traction control that's unbeatable, but it always, <laughs> that's the part that uh. I always enjoy. <laughs> I think that's where the e-brake comes in a lot of the time, but if you've got a what car, if it's a foot e-brake, you, you, you still, you have to prime it or you cut off the, mm. you prime it. Yeah, like you you press it down. Black iron, I mean a uh, black powder rifle or something. Or <laughs> <laughs> no, no you, you press you press it down and engage it, and then you click it off, but you don't take your foot off of it. Ah. So then you get at least one. So you get unratcheting. One uh, unratcheted application. application. Got it. Okay. Or you can screw up the ratcheting yeah. mechanism. Okay. So, so have you done any rally driving in with this stunt driving? Not for job i've done rally cross and some rally type driving and i did the dirt fish three-day ultimate rally course Ooh. also oh nice fun. so i got to drive their sti and does learn left foot braking and the whole does it have the e-brake that's like hydraulic and can go like left right on the e that's a cutting brake oh i don't know does, does it awesome. does it have one <laughs> it has a big old e-brake handle oh, okay. i don't know if it's hydraulic or not okay. I this don't is thinking of a dune buggy that. from the 70s with a with a cutting <laughs> brake which allows you to turn by locking up one rear wheel or the other you'll see that in some like real like hardcore rally cars just yeah. something there that's got like yeah clearly like a hydraulic master cylinder my stunt practice car has a hydraulic e-brake yes. yes that's good yeah so that's good. And what kind of car is this it's a 2008 ford crown vic police interceptor p71 yes yes that's a nice car uh, that's a word for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a truck, really, with a with a sedan body on it. That's right? exactly how we use it, and you, yeah, it rides like that too. Do you, do you notice that there's a bunch of like like dents on the hood that like look like teeth or belt buckle dents from perps? No, actually, <laughs> this car doesn't seem to have that, but the paint is falling off the hood, so it's from going too fast backwards, probably it's <laughs> it ripping the be. paint off. I do <laughs> like my J turns. Ford applied it in uh, in you know one direction, but it didn't. <laughs> Anticipate that. So, uh, how um, before you started stunt driving, how accomplished were you as a driver overall? Uh, I'd been doing track days since 2001, and I did the stunt driving school in 2011. Okay. So, quite a bit of track driving, probably something like I don't know, 50 events, and I'd started doing lemons racing in 2007. Right. So, by now, I've done something like 30 five lemons races yeah uh, i did some autocross before i i was going to the track and so you know fairly accomplished in that regard but i didn't know anything about drifting or you know using the e-brake to pull some crazy stunts slide the car around i never hooned when i was a kid uh, in okay. high school so i You're didn't too know well behaved. i was i was <laughs> extremely well behaved so i'm getting all my well, jollies out now uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what that means, 95-year-old producer <laughs> Ben? <laughs> It's I not. It's not a. It's not a dessert treat. I'm sorry. You yeah. can you can say it on the air. I yeah. think the uh, the automotive community knows what hoon means it's, by now. It's illegal in Australia. Like by law, they write n- they they have a law against hooning. Like by really, that, that's yeah. it's in their dictionary. Yes. Yeah. I I'm not at liberty. I'm not at. Li- it does say that I'm not at liberty to divulge. Yeah, and I know, it's funny because every Australian you ever meet. Is a hoon, right? And th- that's what they do, like twenty four seven. That's why they had to ban it there. <laughs> right. right yeah. yeah, it's like they hoon and then they throw boomerangs at each other. It's just <laughs> decapitate it's each other. It's it's to it's our listeners place. in Australia, we apologize. We know that you're actually well. No, they they can't hear this because they're actually listening upside down, and so oh. it's the the sound waves sound really strange down there. And I have no <laughs> idea what we're saying, so just keep going. So, Sarah, um, I've I've been on the track uh, in twenty four hour lemons races many times uh, with Black Iron Racing, and, and same same with Chris here. Um, tell us a little bit about ISO Racing, which is an, another team that we've competed against many times. Um, and tell us about your involvement. Were you there at the beginning? I was there at the very first race, but I wasn't driving, actually. I, I didn't have gear, and I didn't know if this was going to be a thing that kept on going. And so I didn't want to spend a bunch of money on the gear and on racing if it was going to fizzle out. So I, I was there cheering everyone else on, cheering my friends on, and every single one of them got out of the car after their stint on track saying it was the best time they ever had in a car, and I felt so crappy <laughs> <laughs> that I had not decided to do yeah. it. <laughs> Definitely uh, the fear of losing out didn't didn't get me hard enough to, to but, take but part in that one. But you got to sit in the, the Altamont heat and the... I remember that all the if you sat in the stands watching, you'd get covered in like road grime and yeah. tire grime. We were covered in dust. We yeah. w- we went to the hardware store and bought the face masks, <laughs> like the construction <laughs> face masks. You could feel the dirt coating the inside of your mouth and I your throat. Yeah, I think we need to explain probably for some of our our listeners. Maybe you may have heard of twenty four hour lemon the twenty four hour lemon series, which runs on racetracks all over the country now and and now even in Australia. Um, and uh, but th- this was. The beginning of that series was just one race or and then, and then became two and then three but it was at this tiny tiny racetrack called altamont speedway in northern california and this is a quarter mile oval and there's a little bit of an infield but there were 80 or 90 cars on this quarter mile oval actually it's 33 and in the first race 33 in the first race okay by the time i started doing it there were 80 or 90 cars and uh and it got pretty pretty hairy and uh you know Oh, lots of lots of, you'd go off every lap and there's it's just dust right there's no it was like a constant traffic jam three cars wide yeah. everywhere on the track but everyone's going as fast as they can yes it was, it was insane but it was awesome at the yeah. same time and the, the guy who ran the track who later started the chump car series right um he would go out there in his crown vic he had a crown victoria mm-hmm. that he had like light bar on it and he would just go out on the track all of a sudden and uh, so i was in a car that was relatively fast and you couldn't like pass him because first off he had these lights on so you didn't know what the lights meant <laughs> and second off he w- he really knew the track well because it was his track <laughs> and yeah that that event in fact i saw what was i saw running at that event uh 1984 crx honda crx with 77 was, horsepower <laughs> that was the source of the name i saw right it was about that car right it actually go it comes from before that oh, okay. from um dave the founding one of the founding team member team captain his rally team which was him basically was a Datsun 510 and when he started to roll it and run into trees and such and the car was really ugly his um HOA at his neighborhood (laughs) complained about the 510 being parked in his driveway and not moving and he started getting notices saying that he had to it had to be an operational car and he had to move it and that it was an eyesore Nice. So that's actually Hence where ISO Racing came from. That's awesome. And when Lemons came into being and we were talking about what our team name should be, it was just the obvious choice. Yeah. I mean, you know, people are going to look down at you for racing a $500 car and uh, why not make a name that, that goes with that, right? So uh, Vince wants me to ask you about Black Iron no, Racing, no, no, no. but I'm not <laughs> really not sure. <laughs> I, wa- I actually kind of want to know about Black Iron Racing. What did the other teams think of Black Iron Racing? Well, originally we thought they were totally stuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean, they they won really early on, so that was sort of a 
that was a big deal. We were trying to win. We always wanted to win. And um, for you guys to be one of the early on winners, it was like, wow, they, they, those guys have nailed it already. No, we just got lucky. That <laughs> race, we got so lucky. Well, we you, were, you lightened up that car an awful lot. That was a good tactic. Yeah, it was the BMW Camino. Yeah. It was pretty much a skateboard that, yeah. had, that still had a dashboard <laughs> and a windshield at that point. Right? <laughs> we, we won the, the award for the, the, the team that was most likely to leave Altamont in an ambulance. Oh, And the you? race. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember that. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. It was fun. Um, so uh, then you joined ISOR um, and started becoming a driver. 2007 right yeah i drove at our second race and where was that that was also at altamont okay and did and you uh did you have any contact with other cars you think during that race oh uh, yeah there was contact <laughs> with other cars i think everybody had contact yeah. with other cars at that race yeah. i think every lap there was contact at that race yes. yeah we were pulling out the we had a bash bar we were one of the original teams that had a bash bar and our car actually came with it it was built to be a rally car so we just left it on there. It seemed like a good idea, but it wasn't very structural. Yeah. So it, j it would get smashed in and would start rubbing on our tires mm -hmm. and get too close to the radiator. So we'd bring the car in, hook up our tow truck to it with some tow straps <laughs> and just yank on it <laughs> and try to pull it back out. But with the CRV, that just moves the whole car, right? Because it's so light. I mean, the CRX. C uh, sorry, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. You've got CRVs on the mind. No, He's I projecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. Um, it was largely unproductive, but good enough <laughs> as the lemons always. CRX was the first uh, car I drove in a lemons race at Altamont as well. So oh, yeah. I, I'm an idiot for getting it wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. But yeah, in my, in my very first 15 minutes, I had already learned the track because it was a very short track. Yeah. And so I was starting to go pr as fast as I could. And I got on the outside of one of the sweeping corners in the marbles Ooh. And the car just started to slide off the track, and I was quite angry about the situation. So I had a death grip on the steering wheel, mm. and I yelled, no! <laughs> <laughs> and and then I ran into the tire wall, and the car flipped over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think That's I what think we were alluding to earlier. <laughs> yeah, uh. and then I'm guessing you just kept driving after that, right? So what happened was it took them a long time to actually throw the red flag and stop the racing, mm -hmm. and then they came, uh, finally and got me out and they rolled the car back over and one of the track employees got in and drove it back to the pits <laughs> back to my team where they cleaned the oil off the windshield and flipped the hood back down and Good to go, everything right? was fine and <laughs> yeah. we finished the race in seventh place nice that's that's because it's funny you know today in, in lemons if you if you flip a car like you're done for the weekend i mm -hmm. may have been part of the reason <laughs> that that <laughs> rule <laughs> the source of that invented yeah. but it, it wasn't at that time so the windshield was broken a little bit and we had a dent in the in the roof but that was it so we just kept yeah, going um, i can tell you that uh just about i'd say after every of the early races with black iron racing something that we and probably you guys as well did in those races was banned in the next subsequent race yeah i think everybody did Probably. It was like uh, Hoosiers. We ran Racing Six the first tire. Oh, you did? Gone. Yeah. And then like the Exo Cage. Exoskeletons, yeah. El Camino and Cars. The, all that stuff was gone. Yeah. Um, so uh, then you're now, um, ISOR was very successful in what, 2009, 10? What year did you guys go to? 2009, we had our first win. Okay. And 2010 was the year we won the national championship. That's right. And then. How many, how many wins did you have? Six lemons wins and. What? I'm counting the one at Altamont. Two? Yeah, one. One, uh, oh, one yeah, lemons okay. race. One, one lemons uh, racing. They're clearly the the better team. There's <laughs> no debate about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to point out that Black Iron Racing is the only team to have won the People's Choice Award, a, an overall win, and a People's Curse Award. That's okay. You can have that. <laughs> 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 I like that. Although yeah. the rumor is that we actually won the People's Curse at Reno, oh. and it was because though we were <coughs> we were winning, and Jay doesn't like to see the the winning car get voted for, so they that's when they crushed mm. the VW bus instead. Which was his own personal. It vehicle, was his right? personal vehicle yeah. that he hated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hated. The rest of us hated it too because it would come out on track and you'd have to follow it as a penalty. The Highway 17 penalty. Yeah. Yes. And then, so then in 2010, I saw won the whole championship. Yes. 
And we want a trip to France to see the 24 hours of Le Mans. That's, yeah. That's was that awesome. fun? Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Um, I mean, we had we had nine people go, and that was quite a trip. <laughs> 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 Trying to coordinate everybody and who's hungry all at the same time and who's not hungry and where does everyone want to eat and what do we all want to see at the race. And it was it was really fun and really stressful sometimes too (laughs) (laughs) but it was it was super cool we all took like two or three weeks off and saw all kinds of stuff yeah we we went to switzerland we went to italy we we went to london paris did you see a queen in in her underpants perhaps (laughs) no (laughs) now i'm bummed we missed out apparently (laughs) (laughs) did you go to germany and, and drive around the ring or Unfortunately, when we were there, they had one of those big summer concert festival things there, uh, so lame. we didn't. A bunch of hippies sitting yeah. on the track yeah. singing Kumbaya in German. I did <laughs> I did get <laughs> to Terrible. go drive the Nürburgring in 2010, though. The trip was but in 2011. And and what what did you drive? What Drove a Mitsubishi, not a Mitsubishi, a Suzuki Swift. Uh, like so a, a Geo Metro, basically. Yeah, we, yeah. Rented okay. we rented a car specifically for the ring because all of the rental car companies in Europe now have clauses saying you can't take this car on the Nürburgring. Yeah, I may have been a I part of the cause <laughs> to that. I think I've broken that <laughs> a couple times. I think <laughs> I think everybody did. That's why all the car rental companies <laughs> have yeah. it now. Thanks a lot, guys. We're sorry. <laughs> but on that note, uh, I think it's time to take a break, and we'll be back after this short interlude. listening to daily turismo radio welcome back i hope you enjoyed that uh word from our sponsor or a little musical interlude uh next segment in the daily turismo radio show we don't have a little sponsors <laughs> <laughs> someday we'll have sponsors yeah, chris someday someday i gotta keep a chin up okay the homeless guy the homeless guy down the street he really offered loves me a quarter show. for it yeah okay he said, "Just we'd have to like talk about his socks or something. It was really, <laughs> it was really uncomfortable. I just took his money and left." Um, I'd like to segue into a little feature that we call the 10 second car review. Okay, this is a rapid fire, uh, off the tip of your tongue, the top of your head. What are your gut feelings about a particular car? And I'm looking at Sarah here because she's gonna be the first one to answer, and then I'll probably throw each of one of these at Chris and sort of get a second opinion on these cars. Um, but I'll give you a make, model, and trim, and and of a particular car and uh after 10 seconds or if you start taking too long i'm gonna cut you off but um uh and if you go more than like three seconds without saying anything we're just gonna go to the next car because maybe that car doesn't work for you so i'm gonna throw you a softball with the easy one here and start with the bmw m coupe oh wow my own personal car you didn't take the bus here that is the only reason why you're allowed to review this car (laughs) Sexy butt. Sexy butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's your yeah, Ben. <laughs> ben is wearing pants today. Yeah. We're not She's talking not about talking the car. about Ben. No. That's my rev- that's my 10 second review of the of the BMW M coupe. And and we have to clarify which generation you're talking yeah. about here. Oh, okay, the Z4 M coupe. Yeah, so that's yeah. not the clown shoe. It's not the one that everyone goes all gaga over on the internet. It's the one that came afterwards that no one bought. Right. It's <laughs> that yes, one. it's that one. Yeah. And which engine does that one have? That has an S54. Okay, so it's not quite the turbo ones. It's not a turbo, no. Yeah, it's the S54 one with the is e- great, that's a l- yeah, that's It's the one. E46 M3 motor. Individual yes. throttle bodies, 333 horsepower. Yes, right. that is correct. Yeah. And, and how did you get this car? I tirelessly searched the internet for a very particular color. Did you go to the dailyturismo.com? That's a really good place to find a car. <laughs> is it? Shameless plug. Yeah. For my next car, I'll definitely check it out. As long as it's cheap and crappy, and that's like, where you like find your next car. If you car. want like a, a, a Honda CRV turned into an El Camino, it's the perfect place for you. All right. Duly noted. So. <laughs> she, she's never going to visit the website. She's not going to look at the site. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to like ban it. She's going to put it on her net nanny at home and even her <laughs> husband can't go to the site. So tell us about this BMW. So I I was looking at pictures on the internet and I saw a picture of a Seapang Bronze Z4M coupe. Now is that the kind of the poop brown car I saw at front? 
Sipang. It's an it's an international raceway. It, right? it is. Yes. It's a. So are you F1 sure it's not like kind of guano? From it's like a very sort of nice yeah. mocha color. It's an F one circuit. Mocha. In Malaysia. <laughs> it's very pretty, very sophisticated. Mocha. <laughs> Just like mocha. And the people who drive Z four M coupes, right? Oh yeah, that too. And the interior yeah. color is. It's it's dark brown. Ooh, chocolate, chocolate. Yeah. And it has <laughs> and it has carbon leather. <laughs> carbon what? leather. Carbon leather? What Car- is that? Carbon leather trim. <laughs> it's it it ha- it appears to have a carbon fiber weave, but it's really a leather type material. So it's a woven leather, in other words. I'm not really sure. I guess <laughs> technically all leather is carbon leather, right? Because leather is made from cows, which are carbon Carbon units, based, yes. Carbon life forms. Carbon many, anyway. many things are made out of carbon, it turns out. Turns out. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I really wanted this car. The more you know, this PSA brought to you by Daily Tourismo Radio Show. So this I just has gone way over 10 seconds, but <laughs> please, conti- please continue. Well, I'm hardly reviewing a car now. I'm telling a story about how I got my car. Yeah, we can, we can take a break from the 10-second car review to let her tell the story. That's okay. Segway. You own a Segway? I don't own no. a Segway. Oh, sorry. Continue. But we have Segway. So where, where did you go to get your car so when you I, finally found it? I finally found the car on a site called Kijiji.com, which oh, yeah. is like Canada's Craigslist. classifieds. Yeah. yeah. And the car was in Toronto. And so I bought it over email, just a few emails with this guy. He how, sent how, me. How many moose was it? <laughs> 29,000 mooses and, and 17 hockey pucks. <laughs> That's the change. And how many Molson ices, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so did you go to Toronto to I, buy the car, drive I f- it home? I flew to Toronto and drove wow. it home, made a road trip out of it, visited some relatives and friends on the way home. It was really cool, except for the fact that I had a cold and bronchitis for the entire time. So mm. could have been better, but <laughs> it was it was as fun as could be had while coughing up a lung. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great endorsement of, of your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> and you've had it half for how long now? Uh, almost three years. Three yeah. years in November. Yeah. Time, time, time to change, maybe? No, I actually tend to keep cars for about five to eight years, wow. depending on when I crash them. Well, that's, a, that's a very long <laughs> <laughs> When you want to sell your crashed salvage title M Coupe, you know where to list it. DailyTurismo.com. Coupamino. Right. You'll have to El Camino right. it first. All you have to do is take we'll the hatch it. off, and then it's an El, El Coupamino. Yeah. <laughs> so. That might. That, that, no, that would be terrible. Uh, okay, so the next car in our 10 uh, second car review um, is the Mazda MX5, the new one, the 2016. The, the ND. The ND. It's an awesome car. Love it. Would love to have one. And you're the only one of us who have actually driven one of these. Probably, yes. I imagine that's true. Since my husband works at Mazda. That <laughs> is that's convenient. That is a bonus <laughs> for you. Right? Uh-huh. Um, how, do, how does it compare to the, the, uh, the previous generations? Well, it looks a hell of a lot better than the previous generation, <laughs> yeah. in, in my opinion. And it's it handles better, too. It's... I mean, I, I drove the club edition of the of the NC Miata, and that was a really fun car, super easy to get in and just flog on the track without really having like a learning curve, mm. getting a feel for the car. It was just a natural extension of me. This car also felt like a really natural extension of me, only more well-balanced. Did you, dr- did you do any stunt driving with this thing, any 360s or? No, I didn't do any crazy stuff like that. I didn't want to flat spot the tires. <laughs> Not on the demonstrator <laughs> car, right? No. You're gonna you're gonna give this I car to the press the next day, <laughs> and, and they're gonna be driving along. With boop, 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 boop. I, I like the <laughs> fact that yeah. I like the fact that that's a concern for you, like driving a car. It's like, well, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna really if I want to flat spot the tires in this car or not. It's so I guess I'll tone it down a little. Yeah, yeah. that is a concern. You don't wanna you don't wanna do that to someone else's car. Or your own car, for that matter. You don't want to drive around on flat spot tires all the time. Or a rental car. Oh, no. no. Oh, forget that. That's That's totally a fair game. Next Uh, car. Next car. Um, And eventually, I'll I'll bring, Chris, I'll bring you into this conversation. No, I'm fine. I'm Um, good. Nissan 240SX, the S13 generation. Well, of course, I think that's an awesome car because I used to have one. No, I didn't didn't know this. I'm just making stuff up here. Really? Seriously? Seriously. I didn't know. I actually saw like a totally stock one on my way over here tonight. 
That's because we're in Gardena. With an old guy driving it. <laughs> it was monster trucking on the big, tall stock tires. It it's was the only one left. It's I'm the sure. only oh. one. It wasn't like slammed to the ground no, and tinted windows. It and was big stock. Illus stickers in the back. I don't believe you. It looked like 1994, I swear. That's it, I'm did turning you find my headphones a, a off. Wormhole or I did, <laughs> did you, you did get lost in the way? No, <laughs> it could have happened. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you stop and, and offer money for it? I couldn't catch up to him actually. <laughs> <laughs> Your S54 you M coupe couldn't keep up with, <laughs> with all that power. Right? Stock 240 is so awesome yeah. that I just it, it I couldn't. It's, it's like reverse warp drive. Spotted, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, like they they were really well balanced cars from the factory even though they came out with a truck motor and (laughs) and they were literally a truck engine literally yes yes, they were they were kind of a dud to be honest but the chassis is just awesome on those cars they inherently so good if only nissan had recognized if only they had sent us what japan got and if only they hadn't started designing their taillights like it's some sort of hideous sculpture oh my god yeah. Uh, the telex chris what do you feel about the s13 the s13 i don't think i've ever actually driven an s13 which should like disqualify me from cardam probably so let, let me reserve that until i drive one okay well the next one you've driven for sure um sarah so n- this next car is a a time traveling delorean okay like an actual time traveling actual one. time traveling yes. delorean cool not the floating one not the one that flies up with the stupid mr fusion in the back but the one that actually required like Actual uranium, plutonium, whatever it was. 1.21 88 miles per hour. Yeah, I'd drive it. I want to visit some other times. It'd be cool. Where where would you go? Oh, that's such a hard question. I think the first place I would go would be the the American Wild West, like in the 1800s. I would, I would like to check that Cause, out. Because, you know, I, I'd go to the day of producer Ben's birth, and I'd slap his mom. <laughs> <laughs> tell him that his son, or tell her that her son never should have been born, right? <laughs> I just, <you> know, <laughs> Sorry. That was my dad no, every day. I was <laughs> 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 kidding. I'll totally edit that out. <laughs> Cut that out. Chris. Chris, how do you feel? Hold on. <laughs> how do you feel about time traveling DeLoreans? That's my favorite car ever, I think. I, I want a DeLorean, but I want to make I want to buy one and then make it good. So someday I'll do that. So you turn into a Camino and drop a Chevy small block in there? Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Next car is the Toyota Prius. Dead silence. Dead silence. (laughs) That was three seconds. All right, next car. Next car. car. Okay, so um, any Jeep. And the reason I say any Jeep is because to me, whether it's a CJ1 from the World War I or the brand new Jeep (laughs) Wrangler from a showroom, it's all the same thing. It looks like a Jeep to me. So any Jeep. Even like a Jeep Patriot? Any Jeep. Oh, that's a mixed bag. Pretty good for off-roading, though. If you're into that kind of thing. If you're into that kind of I mean, thing. You can off-road in a Crown Vic. Yeah. You can. Not me. Not Chris. You can. So. I have. Right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. I will say I like the new Grand Cherokee, the current one that they're selling today. I've driven the uh, the Pentastar Gas V6 version and the EcoDiesel 3-liter V6 version, and they're both pretty decent vehicles. So maybe in five or ten years when they're dirt cheap, I might get one. Okay. The next car is uh, Ford's Crown Victoria. P seventy one, of course, with the interceptor package. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> truck. That was ten seconds. That's what? Good. Truck. 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 <laughs> <laughs> really good truck. Yeah. <laughs> Chris. Uh, I. I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wow, I guess I think that Chris has had far too much to drink. <laughs> we, by the way, uh, you know, a lot of people when they're doing um, this uh, sort of podcast, they do it, you know, as a working style environment. But here we're drinking. In case you can't tell, it's uh, it's Chris responding to alcohol. <laughs> Trust me, they can tell. They can tell. <laughs> Maybe they can. Okay, so um, I'm going to do uh, one more before we transfer to some kind of different feature. But the last one's a fun one. Um, a Caterpillar 797 high altitude mine truck. Tonka. <laughs> <laughs> One word review. There you have it. Okay, so uh, that's it for the segment. Uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will talk about something exciting and interesting. And Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm checking my notes here. We will do some questions from the audience.
You're listening to Daily Turismo Radio. Welcome back, Daily Turismo listeners. Uh, we still c- we still have Sarah Fairfield in the studio with us, and now we're going to take some listener questions. Yeah, she hasn't gotten up and run away yet, so maybe if you know if she hasn't been scared by what we've done so far, she will be by these questions. I think it's because you tied me to the chair. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot. It's right. with Tyler with the terrible microphone cord. That's really the gorilla crackly. duct tape. <laughs> gorilla tape. Anyway, we, on we to the listener try questions. Glue. Uh, okay, so I'm going to start with some questions. Questions from the Daily Turismo website. Uh, first up is Paul Marr, who has a few questions for Sarah, and we've answered some of those. So I'm just going to jump right to the one where he asks, "What do you, what do you drive, or what do you prefer to drive for stunt work?" Um. Small cars. I'm more comfortable in small cars than I am in big cars. So I guess that's that's how I would answer that like question. Like a Mazda 323 GTX? Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, or an MX-5 or a 240SX, which no. is actually a lot longer than you think it is. But to me, it's still a small car. Or a Buick Roadmaster. That's not a small car. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So is this why you have a, a large car as a practice car? So that then it's easier when you actually do the the gig it's actually because it's rear wheel drive v8 cheap replacement parts mm. and it was a cheap car okay and relatively modern yeah so and an automatic that's good and that's the p71 interceptor that we're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. We, we like cheap cars here too yeah that's good. <laughs> okay the next question is from morris who writes um sarah what is your opinion of flat black i presume he's talking about paint here i assume yeah. so interesting he should ask that um, because, uh, Dave, my fiance painted his Sylvia flat black back when it was sport compact car project Sylvia. And he likes to credit himself with the whole flat black craze. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Among other things. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I, r- I don't see any reason not to believe him. So, so um, if you ever <laughs> okay. need to blame someone for the flat black craze, it's Dave. <laughs> it's Dave. It's Dave. Okay. Yeah. I would say flat black for the most part is done and over. It's I've seen it on a Jaguar like XKR or XK. Whatever. Too many letters. Yeah. One of the older coupes, the one of the ones that wasn't good back <laughs> from a decade ago. <laughs> and at that point, it was decidedly over mm. okay. for me. Fair, fair enough. And then uh, he had a follow up question. Um, what's your favorite type of cat? And why isn't it the main coon? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite type of cat would have to be a black cat. Ooh, I flat? <laughs> no, <laughs> glossy, glossy black. Very shiny. The shinier, the better. Uh, and to be honest, I've never seen a, a black Maine Coon. I don't know if they come in black. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I'm not a cat. It's not a factory option. I'm <laughs> not a cat expert. Is, oh, is it aftermarket? That yeah. vinyl paint, I think, would work. That upholstery yeah. paint. Do they know, have like Plasti-Dip for cats? Oh, <laughs> cats-de-dip. Cats-de-dip. <laughs> We're going to hear from the Humane Society. Okay, this next question comes from Automotive Kaysen, uh, who writes, I know that driver and appreciator of brown cars. Smiley face. That's not a question. Not a question, like but out. that is um, that is an old an old friend of mine, Kaysen. Hi, Kaysen, from uh, back when I worked in in advertising and marketing, and he worked at Nissan. We both have awesome brown cars. <laughs> That's good. Uh, all right, so we have another question, and this comes from Owen Drum, uh, who writes: Have you ever driven in a wild style with either of your parents in the car? Well, yes. I've taken both my parents for rides at Laguna Seca, Mazda wow. Raceway Laguna Seca. Make <laughs> sure to <laughs> plug the sponsor. <laughs> TM. <you> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad really enjoyed it. My mom I had to let out after a couple of laps because she was starting to get car sick. The corkscrew was a little too much for her stomach. Um, Wh- what kind of car was this? This was in my M Coupe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that could... And even when I was a teenager, yeah, but even when I was a teenager and I drove my parents around, my mom used to do the whole grab the dash thing. <laughs> like, you know, you're going too fast. And um, even my, you know, Chris tried to convince me he, he wanted to take the Roadmaster up to L- Laguna Seca <laughs> and for a few laps. <laughs> <laughs> if you could do it with four passengers, that I say tri- go for it. Try, awesome, right? tr- try eight. 
Ooh. Yeah, that's it's but got I, the rear facing seats. Oh, that's it. awesome. It's an eight passenger wagon. Yeah. It's even better. <laughs> I told Dave about this and he said the brakes would be gone after one lap. I'm so pretty may, sure they would be. Maybe not the greatest idea. That but would it would be make go, for epic go out. pictures. Yeah. Just right. just the flaming, like smoky trail of brakes <laughs> into right the wall. Right at the Andretti hairpin. Yeah. <laughs> right straight into the wall. Yeah. yeah. Right into the wall. <laughs> uh, next question comes uh, now is from uh, Opposite Lock on Jalopne. It comes from a, a gentleman or woman. Named E ninety two M three, and the question is, will you marry me? But it, he, it's instantly answered by someone named Trapster, who says, "You can have the Daily Turismo, the E ninety two M three." And then he asks Sarah if she'll marry me, and he sort of answers with a no, and he, he kind of it, it continues. But um, uh, you are married, but I understand there's a very interesting story with your uh, your. Someone your did recently propose to you, is that right? Yes, it's true. Um, someone beat you guys to the punch and it was quite an event it was at a lemons race and i was driving the last stint of the day on saturday and this was at uh at sears Son- point yeah sonoma, sonoma raceway right. sears point you're in the the eyesore miata i was in the miata yeah. and it, i think it was a little cloudy it was a little dusky the light was getting kind of dim and dave got on the radio with me um, Dave is my fiance and he was saying, you know, make sure you pay close attention to the flags. Cause I, I thought I saw yellow and at the, you know, the front street, just watch. I said, okay. And I went around and I thought I saw what looked like kind of a really dirty white flag, <laughs> which usually means there's a safety vehicle on track. So I kind of kept my eyes out for, a tow truck or what, whatever up ahead. Yeah. Um, so I, I go around again and Dave gets on the radio and he's like, are you, are you watching? Make sure you're watching for flags. And I'm like, okay, why is he doing that? <laughs> What's the big deal? And um, by about the third, I think the third lap I came around, I saw, uh, and it was on the front straight up in the starter stand. There was the, the dirty white flag said Mary on it. But I couldn't really read the rest of it because I was trying not to hit the other cars that I was going down the street yeah, yeah, yeah. with. Right, you were passing people. Minor I'm, detail. Still, I'm yeah. trying to pass people. In a turbocharged Miata, it's <laughs> not a cheater car at all. No. It's not a cheater car. No, no, I'm saying it's not. That's no. what I said. <laughs> I clearly, what, did I say that, Chris? Did I say it was a cheater car? No. no. I detected a hint of Makes a hundred, <laughs> 140 horsepower to the wheels, right? Yeah. 199. Never oh. been rebuilt. The engine's yeah. original. No, it's been rebuilt. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, <laughs> Dave anyway. filed it, filed the head by hand. It's been rebuilt. Anyway, I started to realize what was going on, and I started to get all hot and and flustered in the car, and I've hardly paid attention to what I was doing at that point, and I'm driving around this world-famous racetrack surrounded by walls and other $500 crap heaps <laughs> and realizing that Dave is proposing to me right now. <laughs> 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 and and um, I'm trying to talk to him on the radio going, are you standing up there with a sign like says something about marrying you? <laughs> and he can't hear me because he's standing on the front street. <laughs> right. He's like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and, uh, and I said, well, yes. And he thought I said, I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Which would, would would have been a reasonable answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, so um, it it was very eventful. My all of my friends, you know, on the whole, everybody else at the race, 170 teams worth of people, and my parents, and um, it was super cool. When I got back into the pits, everybody was there waiting and waiting for my answer, and uh, I got sure, out, so. got out, and gave them a big hug, and everybody cheered, and, it and was the rest is history. Thank you for everyone who asked questions. Um, w- be sure to ask more questions in the uh, next uh, next radio show to our next guest. Um, We're always down for more questions. Yeah, we like questions. Everyone likes questions. Um, so today uh, we have a, a new segment, and it's called From the Website, where we feature something from dailyturismo.com that's either interesting or exciting. Uh, and in particular, I want to segment sort of, or I want to highlight what I call the car of the week. And um, for me, the car of the week this week was the um, Honda Insight, uh, story written by K2 Mystery Car. 
and it was a very in-depth story and it was it, it was very um long it had this sort of this long intro with it's a couple arguing and it, it, it's a good story R- read it on the website it's like a play almost sure it was yeah. a, a, a drama a drama yeah. and um in the end it it's a it was a great story but um if you ask me which car I would buy this week on Daily Prismo it's the uh, 1965 Chevy Corvair with a V8 in the trunk. And it wasn't just a V8 that's mounted in the middle, which a lot of times people will put it in the yeah. middle. They'll swap the They'll the convert it to around. mid-engine. Yeah, and then you lose all this uh, leg room and, and you lose your back you seat. You lo- lose all that lift throttle oversteer is what you lose. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this guy put a Chevy 327. No, made it, it was a Rover. Uh, Buick, oh, sorry, you're right. Buick you're right, slash you're Rover. Right. Yeah, Buick V8, which is an aluminum engine, made it to the stock two-speed power glide in the back. And then compared it in terms of speed to a sh- uh, like a, like a, um, a Camaro with a 327 and, and a power glide, yeah. which isn't a fast car, but uh, his comparison was interesting. And the and the car went I forget what the final price was, but it was a, it seemed like a good deal for a rear engine V8 Corvair well Monza yeah, convertible. It, like it had been built well. It had yeah. nice paint, nice wheels. Yeah. You couldn't tell that it was a V8 if you. It was kind of listening. a sleeper. Yeah. 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 Nice choice. This is the final lap on Daily Turismo Radio. So for today's final lap, we're going to have a discussion about the craziest stunt you've ever pulled in a car. Now, this can be uh, on a street. Um, of course, statute of limitations have expired, obviously. <laughs> uh, or in a, on a track or um, any kind of event or any, paid, something in a, a car. A paid gig? Yeah. A paid gig, sure. So uh, I'm going to start with C-Flow because I'm going to give Sarah some time to think about it because she's kind of looking at me funny. Um Chris. Does it have to be a car? Could it be a motorcycle? It could be a motorcycle Segway. It could be a scooter. Something with wheels. Something with wheels. A desk chair. Okay. We Motorcycle wheelies, I think, is what I would have to say. Just because... On the street or in the dirt or... Both. Okay. I mean, I used to be so deathly afraid of wheelies or wheels leaving the ground, and then I learned how to do them, and then I couldn't stop doing them. So, <laughs> But the first time I did it uh, was on a at Suzuki SV650. Uh, it's a V-twin, torquey kind of street fighter type bike. And you roll on the throttle in that thing, and the front end just comes off comes off the ground. Sorry, my, I came away from the microphone. He actually there. did fly <laughs> away from his microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it surprised me because it same, came up so quickly that I actually chopped the throttle back closed uh, very quickly. And I came down, and the forks compressed, and that made my wrist snap back and open the throttle again. And so I did another wheelie accidentally, and I was kind of like <laughs> pogoing down the street. And it probably didn't look so smooth, but I would say that it, it felt pretty pretty <laughs> crazy uh, at the time. That's and then like after that, I kind of stunts. It was not no. It looked I probably looked like an idiot. But you so now you're you've joined those gangs of like urban youths who ride around on like stand, quads yeah. and like you know like standing the streets, on the yeah. gas tank and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, that's my answer. Sarah? Sarah, I guess I would have to say the craziest thing I've done is. Uh, the demolition derby TV pilot that I drove in. Mm. Um, I don't know how demolition derby cars are typically prepped, like with cages. I think not well is the answer. <laughs> I think so. And stick welders. <laughs> when when we arrived to check out the cars and see how they were prepping them, we were told this is how they usually do it. But it was looked like they were making, you know, weak little braces out of pipes. Yeah. And black iron roll cages <laughs> yeah oh, like, <laughs> like <laughs> who would do that i don't know um and they they painted a big x on the driver door which was supposed to be a don't hit this mark that's a target sounds like a target yeah. Yeah. yeah uh and then it was only four cars we had a small dirt lot but it wasn't muddy which usually they are to in order to reduce your speed mm-hmm. so it it was scary it was a lot scarier and crazier than but, I think but I sh- you didn't die. I didn't die, but yeah. I did throw up for the rest of the night. Oh, wow. <laughs> 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 did your car, did you win? Were you drinking tequila no. while you were driving? Or? No. Wow. I, we, I came in second. Oh, okay. The winning car was a Thunderbird, which is fitting because I'm sure it had more mass than What were you driving? Did. Like a Chevy Corsica or something. Oh. Nice. It was awful. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I threw up from... Um, dehydration or if I got some sort of weird whiplashy concussion inside my helmet I was wearing a neck brace and everything but I got hit pretty hard and regardless I felt like crap for the rest did of the you night. throw up inside wow. your helmet no <laughs> okay <laughs> all right that does happen <laughs> that. to people not me but yeah it happens yeah. 
Anyway. Uh, excellent. So uh, f- for me, uh, the craziest, and I'll say this is not a stunt, but this is sort of a uh, car kind of uh, activity, Activity w- w- sort of stunting, was um, the time I got, I got kicked out of a, a GM ride and drive event. <laughs> it's one of those events where you go to and you know th- th- it's free right and you show up and you're driving your like general motors like it was the C- cadillac cts's i think there's some ctsvs there and there was uh, a group of four of us got into a chevy aveo mm. and started going around what was this coned off track which they said it's not an autocross it's just a driving you can just drive the car and you can experience yeah. the car but it's like wh- i don't know wh- when i get in a car and i see cones i'm just gonna go as fast as i can and so right. we catch up to the cars ahead of us and finally it was the chevy aveo that we we actually managed to bottom out not just the the sh- the shock and, and hit the bump stop. But we actually managed to to hit the fender onto the pavement. And <laughs> just like the whole <laughs> fender kind of come up in the Chevy Vail with five people in the car, uh, <laughs> a bunch of crazy. He bottomed the chassis out into the yes. into the ground. Basically. And that was the final the, the final lap for uh, for, for us that car. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were escorted out. No, you know it was it was it was uh it was well worth it. So it was, it was fun. Awesome. Stunts are always fun. Yeah. So on that note, uh, we'd like to thank our guest, Sarah Fairfield, for all of her uh, guesty duties that she did for us today. You're very welcome. And uh, and Sarah, I I think you might have a YouTube uh, channel with your uh, driving reel. I I do have a YouTube channel. I believe it's just listed under Sarah Fairfield's right now. There's also some Dutch recording artist with the same name as me. (laughs) I think you'll be able to tell the difference. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> but I do have a couple of driving videos up as well as one of my black cats. Okay. There's <laughs> there's some weird uh, European rapper named Seaflow, too, and that's not me. Oh. So, yeah. I'll have to check that, that out. Yeah. You're not a weird European rapper? That's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyway, thank you, Sarah. Um, thanks, Seaflow, uh, for joining me as co-host today. And especially big thanks to producer Ben, who is uh, sitting in the back. Um, now he's got some kids on his lap. And... Uh, keep on wrenching. You've been listening to Daily Turismo Radio. You can follow the show on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Daily Turismo and on Twitter at Daily Turismo. Use the hashtag DT Radio. 